So, Charlie, as we both know, this was a pretty historic weekend. Uh, Barbenheimer, I believe, as the people have come to know it. Indeed. And I just I just want you to know that I took this very seriously. I was originally just going to go see Oppenheimer, but I opted to also see Barbie in the same day, like literally 20 minutes after Oppenheimer finished. Really? And so you, were, you had no problem finding... Double nope, header. We okay. I don't think you understand. In like Maryland, Columbia, Maryland, like <laughs> you can just go, especially if you're one person too. I got great seats for both movies. But That's amazing. my whole experience is it was truly spectacular, historic. We had to see Barbie historical. at eleven thirty PM on a Friday night. It was the only it. time to see it. And then Oppenheimer <laughs> was like completely me. sold out. Um so and still is. Can't it's really hard mm. to find tickets. It's like you guys got a lot of like cultured people in New York who are really. Uh, it's New York. There's just so many. There's just so many people and only so many theaters. You know. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But dude, my experience was colored at the very beginning by this one interaction. I was rushing, in, so the showing for Oppenheimer started at two fifty, and I was on my way at two fifty. I got there at like two fifty three, and I wasn't sure if it was for the two fifty was for the actual time the movie started or when the preview started. So I rush over to one of the kiosks because uh, I had to go with, through a person. I couldn't go through the machine. And there was somebody in front of me. And she bought a Gatorade and was buying her ticket. And I was like, I have no problem with that. Charlie, when I tell you by 2.58, she was still having a conversation with this person behind the, the, <laughs> the cashier. I was like, ma'am, I'm trying to go see this movie. She asked, you know, and I get dietary restrictions. She's like, you know, is there coconut oil in the, in the popcorn? I said, ma'am. Bring your own popcorn. It's fine. Nobody <laughs> nobody cares. And then she also said, what's the difference between Oppenheimer and Barbie? I said, ma'am, they are two very different movies. Please go to your to your theater Just so I can get my ticket. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, my God. What's the difference? <laughs> I know. I was like, sitting there for a long time trying to describe the difference. Oh, my gosh. Dude, it was brutal. Lazy. It was brutal. So anybody listening, please don't do that to anybody. You don't know who's who's, who's rushing off to a, a showing behind you. So just like, you know, keep the questions to a minimum and then keep it moving. Let's do that. Perfect. But uh, <laughs> that was a quick little rant. My apologies. I think we can uh, get into this and kick it off with, oh, yeah. you know, one half of the Barmenheimer duo. And that is Barbie. So without further ado, hey, hey, everyone. And welcome to the What You Got podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. I am Jordan Palmer, joined, as always, by the wonderful Charlie Budd, and today we're kicking off the historic Barbenheimer weekend with a discussion of Greta Gerwig's newest film, Barbie, a refreshing twist on the age-old Mattel doll. With so much going on, Bud, and before we get into spoiler territory, I have to know about the environment you stepped into to view this, this movie. Where'd you see it, and what was the energy like? So starting there, what you got? Okay, so I mean, we saw it in at like a Manhattan theater, um, super late at night, like eleven thirty, uh, just because you know there was it was really hard to get tickets because we were going with like a group, um, so we needed to buy. Originally, I think it was like six tickets, uh, but a, a, a pair had to bail out because they uh, one of them got sick, so they Ooh. couldn't go, and so originally it just went to be four of us um so we were struggling for like a week beforehand trying to even find a theater that was like at a reasonable time and we only could find the 11 30 p.m in like a manhattan uh theater so uh environment but when we bought the tickets we were like the first people to buy them so we got like perfect seats like right center middle and all that stuff 
Um, yes. The theater ended up being pretty packed, though. Uh, there was a decent amount of people there to see it, I'm sure. Some people maybe were coming from Oppenheimer or something, but or maybe not because... I I don't know. It's possible. Like I don't know. If you're doing the double header, like by the time we bought our tickets, nobody had bought them yet, and like every other theater was sold out. So it, it's possible mm. that it could have been a last minute decision for people to do the Barbenheimer thing. But um, yeah. So also we met up for drinks beforehand, so we were a little slightly intoxicated. Probably added <laughs> to the, the to, uh, to the experience to see Barbie. Um, uh, but I don't know. It was an overall, like, I guess, good time uh, for you know personally. What I thought about the movie, I just, I you know, I thought it was funny. Like, I thought a lot of the performances were pretty great, especially like Ryan Gosling. Especially, I thought he was like, I thought he was excellent in the movie. I think his comedic timing is hilarious. I think a lot of people don't give him a, a credit for how kind of funny he is. Like he's done some pretty comedic roles before, and uh, he's just a great actor. Um, him yeah. and like Simu Lu, uh, Simu Lu, uh, I thought were great together. I loved their whole little sequences that they had. All, every time that they were on scene together, it was just hysterical. But I don't know. Overall, it was just kind of like a good time. But you know, what was your experience like, Palmer? Oh man, I guess just before I get into my experience, nobody was dressed up in like pink or any Barbie related. Oh, attire. you know, some people. I I didn't really notice that if that was the thing that people did. Um, honestly, I I know that was like a big thing, but. I, I didn't see anybody dressed up. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> was it Out huge Maryland, in Maryland? It was just wild. You would think that, like, New York of all places would would be that, right? Sorry, I'm just No, see, exactly. Exactly. Dude, I walk in, mm-hmm. and mind you, this is... There are two movies showing, but... Based on the you know the pink that was out and about, you would have thought it was solely a Barbie weekend. Like everybody was committed to rocking. I saw pink. I saw Barbie related stuff. I saw people dressed up as different kinds of Barbies. It was actually quite incredible. So it's, I just gotta say, love the hype. I, maybe I'm just not observant. Maybe I just didn't notice <laughs> that no and that everybody was wearing pink. I, I, I didn't notice that at all. <laughs> Maybe you're colorblind to pink, and it was just like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even know. But uh, it was late no, at night. overall, yeah, true, true, true. So the, the I had a few drinks because yeah, I celebrated I celebrated my dad's birthday beforehand. So oh. we were definitely had a few. Birthday, Mr. Bud, <laughs> birthday, yeah, <laughs> love it, love it. But no, dude, I I enjoyed the movie. It was interesting. If I could give a suggestion to anybody who hasn't seen either Barbie or Oppenheimer. Maybe don't see them in the same day. <laughs> and it's interesting. We'll get into a little bit more, but Barbie is kind of like, it's meta, but it has like kind of uh, some interesting themes that you wouldn't expect. So that, fo- I watched Oppenheimer first. So following the themes of that movie, I was just like, what is going on with this world and life and everything? <laughs> and so I was, uh, I was just kind of fixated. I will also say that the whole movie, the whole movie this is not a spoiler but like the very first scene in uh barbie is a play on 2001 a space odyssey's kind of opening scene amazing (laughs) charlie i could not remember the name of 2001 a space odyssey and i was like what is this movie that it it just paired the whole movie i was just sitting there like paying attention but it was just killing just killing you on the back of your mind the thing is is they they show that in like a teaser trailer for barbie so uh, I was able to like, uh, you knew. I mean, I obviously know the reference, and, you know, yes. um, but 
and so I was just like, so I knew that those, I didn't know that was actually in the movie though. That was hilarious when it like it opened up like that, because I just thought that was like promotional material that they like shot for the movie <laughs> uh, like a year ago. So, and I yeah. apologize if I sound a little strange, everybody. I I have a cold right now, and it's just it's brutal on the sinuses. The old immune system's trying to figure it out. So mm-hmm. I just respect you for being out here today, <laughs> bud. Goodness, goodness. But all right, so watch the film. First question, did it live up to your expectations? Um, you know, I didn't really know what my expectations were going into a movie for uh, like a movie called like Barbie, you know, about yeah. a, a doll that I, you know, was not somebody not the target, you know, for that. <laughs> um but I liked Greta Gerwig and from what I gathered from the trailers, I I suspected that it would probably be like a fun time in a in a way that like the set pieces would look really nice, you know, like, uh, the, the acting is probably pretty good. And like, I was expecting maybe like some fun take on like, just kind of rolling with it. And, and, and in a way, I think that's what we kind of got. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it still stayed true to like, I thought the movie like thematically stayed true to kind of like what the Barbie doll is supposed to, you know, resemble. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like, it kind of was expected for me. Um, the, the, the direction of the movie went with some definite like oh i wasn't expecting to see that in this movie but it was a pleasant surprise in a way so um nice. yeah it wasn't like i didn't have super like set in stone expectations i was just kind of excited to see what greta gerwig did with this and like the cast looked pretty good so um what, were, what about you palmer what, what kind of how are you feeling when it came to the expectations of this movie? Ah, so I had not, as I usually do, had not watched any of the trailers beforehand. So I had literally no idea what it was about outside of the fact that it was, you know, Barbie, Mattel, the doll, and then Margot Robbie and some of the cast. So I was excited about that, but I wasn't sure. And I knew it alluded to there were some comedic elements, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be hard comedy, if it was going to be, you know, a kind of more of a drama with comedy interwoven or what the deal was. And once again, I should not have seen Oppenheimer for like first. I was, I was in, I was in my feelings, and I so I, uh, I watched it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. The thing about it was, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, is there were certain themes that this movie, you know, called into question, and I was following, but like I, I don't know. I, I wanted to enjoy the ride, just like a comedy. But then mm. like they pulled it in. But then it was. So for me, I think the only way I can state this articulated is by giving it a, I think I gave it like a 3.5 to four stars out of five, just because I, I enjoyed it. I did laugh at times, but sometimes I felt like there were no clear stakes just because it was, it was comedy, but then, you know, we're talking about death and everything. And then Mm -hmm. there were other, you know, a lot of, a lot of things are going on. So I don't know when I'll watch it again. I think I'll watch it again eventually. I enjoyed it for my first watch through and I would recommend it to someone that sounded that, that I don't know what my, my no, I, I think I know what you're meaning. Like okay. there's definitely, I felt like the movie was trying to do a lot with not a lot of time. Um, mm-hmm. And like the, yeah, like you said, like, Oh yeah. The grappling with the death, like that narrative plot point with, uh, um, it's not much of a spoiler, but like with the with the with the the mother and uh, her daughter, um, I just thought like 
they brought that in, didn't do anything with it. And the same thing with, um, like, Will Ferrell's character. Yeah, dude, what? Yeah. <laughs> the Mattel president? I was like, yeah, yeah, what is going on with that? Like, that also was... another character that just kind of was just, like, thrown in there. And they're just, like, in the background. And you're, like, kind of repeatedly shown them. And you're like, oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. forgot about these people. Like, there's, yeah. there, you're right about, like, the no stakes thing. When you have, like, so many, like, key characters that they kind of set up and then they immediately toss them aside and they focus on um kind of the the the, i'll call it like the political turmoil of what's happening in barbie world and like all the characters that kind of orbit it are like tossed aside to focus solely on like you know margot robbie and ryan gosling um so it just kind of felt like weird that they even bothered to throw in scenes like that uh, especially since like it is brought up early on about like i do you guys ever think about death and like it's even <laughs> in the trailer like but that's never really touched on in the movie and it's just mm-hmm. like it's just like that it's just it's just there set up never resolved and it's kind of forgotten about um and i don't really and like even to that point like maybe there's something a deep like a little deeper and we can talk about it once we get more into like spoiler territory mm-hmm. but like i don't know it it, it just seemed I don't. I, I kind of lost my train of thought there, but my, the main point is. <laughs> I was feeling you. Uh, I was the, feeling the main my, the main point is that like it, I think it was trying to go in so many different directions and ended up really only following one. And I think that one direction should have been more like fleshed out a little bit more and maybe been the Maybe. more of the primary focus of the story. But uh, it is what it is. Yeah, I think honestly, in part, my. And it's not even harsh feedback, but just is my, I feel so strongly is because I know Greta Gerwig's like, you know, work. And I know that she's a very talented, a director, B writer, and she does her little acting thing too. So mm-hmm. like, I, I just had the expectations coming in like, oh, she's going to body this thing. Yeah. And then it was just like, some of them didn't necessarily quite, some of the points didn't quite hit the yeah. expectations. It's like a three and a half out of five is probably a decent yeah. rating for the movie. Oh, hundred percent. You know, if 100%. I had to give it a rating, um, I would only really want to see like a couple of scenes again for like a reason to rewatch it because uh, there are definitely yeah. some standout scenes that are just like really excellent, kind of like oh that's just fun like I love how they like the I don't want to get like, spoiled too much yeah, yeah but, no no you're good, yeah, you're good. Uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about yeah. I think it was one of the scenes that I enjoyed as well <laughs> but okay without getting into like too much I guess there you mm-hmm. mentioned Ryan Gosling's performance yeah. and just out of curiosity was his your favorite of the the movie. Yeah, I just think everything, every time he was on scene, I thought, like, it was, like, the better parts in the movie, which is, you know, weird when you consider, like, the overarching theme of the film, although I think some people have kind of misconstrued of what the overarching theme really is, Um, Mm -hmm. but I I just thought he was hilarious, and, like, his character was just really funny, he played it so well, Um, which is, I mean, like, I mean, I don't really think it's that outlandish to say like he just had a really kind of um star like level performance like it was just a really he he was probably the best performance in the in, 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 out of all the actors in the show in the movie not to say that every, nobody was no i didn't think anybody was bad i thought everybody did pretty well I just think i just think that ryan gosling really just knocked it out of the park he just seemed like he genuinely had a lot of fun doing this movie <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is crazy too because you know apparently behind the scenes he had originally turned it down and Greta Gerwig's like no I need you to be Ken and she quote unquote helped him find his Kennergy 
And so then he was like, all right, here we are. Right everything here. that Ron Gosling has done like an interview about Barbie is the most, it's the funniest things. Like nobody cared about Ken until I started playing him. His story needs to be told. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think on like the cover of like the, the movie poster, it says like, she is everything and he's Ken. And I was like, you know what? Do not disrespect Ken. <laughs> oh man, I swear. No, he he did such a good job. Honestly, his is up there. I also just happen. I just like, dude, I love Simu Liu. Like, I just I can't not like him. Even as a, like, he wasn't really even a villain, but like, mm-hmm. even though you're not necessarily supposed to like him so much, I'm just like that dude is just ah, he's got the equality. So hi Barbie. I, I, I love <laughs> exactly. Hi, exactly. Oh my gosh, he's like he's just he's just a friend. <laughs> oh man, did you have a favorite Barbie or a favorite Ken? I mean, I guess like I mean, I loved Simu Liu's. Um, I thought his. I mean, him and Ryan Gosling, I think, were like some of my oh, like yeah. favorite for sure. I mean, they definitely had the most screen time, I think, out of all the Kens. Um, true, true. So, uh, yeah, no, they were hilarious together, and uh, but I don't know, probably Ryan Gosling just because I just thought he really, you know, really knocked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Okay. It's good to know. It's mm-hmm. good to know. And as we talk about Barbies and Kens, and just the the movie as a whole, there's a lot involved. There's a lot going on, mm-hmm. and the plot goes in a number of different directions. But just based on what you saw, based on reflection after viewing, do you think that there was a villain? And if so, who was it? Uh, was there a villain? Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, I think you can argue, given, like, is this spoilery to say, like, who the villain is? Do you want is? to? Do we just throw up the spoiler alert? Minor spoiler alert, okay, I guess. boom. Minor, Minor spoiler, spoiler alert. alert um, you know, I think the Kens, you know, as were, <laughs> you know, the clear villain for a while, but not necessarily like a villain in such a traditional way. I think it was yeah. um, kind of done in a way to showcase, um, I don't know. I think this movie does a very, <laughs> it's kind of like hard to describe what I think that the movie is, is, is doing. Um, and I wish I kind of like wrote down some of my thoughts a little bit before, mm-hmm. Uh, doing this because that's when I usually think about the movies for more than uh, on the spot here. <laughs> um, but I think like the Kens were like a villain not in the traditional way because they, I think they needed to find like in the way I think the movie was trying to show that you know they needed purpose and like because for so long it, it it seemed like you know they were treated as just and Ken you know like it's always like mm-hmm. it's a it's a message you know, portrayed all the time uh, throughout the movie that they're just, they're just Ken. They're not, they don't really supposed to have like, you know, you know, the Barbies are the Barbies, you know, like they, yep. they seem to have a lot more of like the, the, the important parts. So like they, they seem yeah, to run everything cool. and the Kens are just there to be Ken, um, yep. you know, which is definitely really interesting when you kind of compare that to the, you know, the real world that they eventually go to, um, yes. which is like kind of the, in a way opposite. So I think like the Ken's kind of become villainous in that way when they see like how the world operates. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's kind of like a, I don't really think it's supposed to be like, obviously it's against like, you know, patriarchal ideals and all that stuff. But at the same time, uh, I think it's, uh, 
it's trying to showcase like yeah it, it doesn't feel great to um live in societies like you know so dominant like you, everybody kind of needs a purpose and an equal footing and have a saying in their own kind of community to feel um to not feel alienated i think that was kind of the message but yeah and so yeah. that's why the kens aren't the necessarily like the villains is because i just think ryan gosling in particular in the kens just felt alienated about their place so no agree i think after watching it, I didn't think necessarily it was the Kens who were the villains or the Barbies who mm-hmm. were the villains or the Mattel people. I just thought it was kind of like the social hierarchy. It was just like the fact yeah. that... Yes, you, could, you could argue like that, that like, was... yeah, it's a social commentary on like, uh, I guess, yeah, social hierarchy. Like, I don't even, yeah, it's just a class. It's not even class, yeah. but like it kind of is like just... at the same time, you know? Uh, definitely um it it hits so many like different like levels too. i also like i just love the representation on like the both sides barbie and ken's because you had like Mm -hmm. you know disabled people people of all different races and you know the disease so it was like pretty cool just to see that and everybody was barbie everybody was ken everybody had michael sarah who was what was it andy oh uh alan alan Alan. (laughs) my bad (laughs) dude don't even remember the man's name like Uh, which is like real mattel doll i'm pretty sure dude all Wait. of them were real. All of them were real. Like, what is it? The ear, magic? No. Earring magic? Ken. Real. So was the sugar's daddy, Ken. I was just like, wow, this is... When you realize that Mattel real... I wish they'd like just thrown up like, like a little flashing thing. Like, this is real. Like, this is real. Because mm-hmm. that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I mean, what did you think of Helen Mirren as the uh, narrator, too, by the I way? I thought it was funny. It was a nice little, like good little comedic bits that were thrown in there. He's like, Margot Robbie's literally the worst person you could have chosen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I cracked up when she said that. I was like, yeah, you're The whole theater did. There. The whole theater did. Was your theater packed with uh, a lot of people? Yes, there? yes, it was. Yeah. There was not a seat available. <laughs> Except, like, in the very front, who was like, who, who wants to? Nobody I'm wants sure to. there's somebody. Nobody wants, wants to crane their necks. Wow. Exactly. And <laughs> watch all those, like, bright flashing lights. That'd be a lot. That'd be a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say also, sorry, going back to last reference to Barbenheimer, who do you think, won? I don't know if you like paid attention to see who won it, but who did you think was going to win the box office? Barbie. I figured it was going to win the box office. I feel like it has more of a a wider appeal. And Oppenheimer yeah. is like a three-hour movie, which I think um, Brown and I were trying to go see uh, – Oppenheimer, but the, when she learned it was a three-hour-long movie, she's like, "Nope, not doing that." No, it's actually time flies by, and I will say that. Um, oh man, what was it gonna be? Oh, it's so I'm pretty sure yeah, it's it's, it's rated R versus the PG-13 rating mm-hmm. for Barbie. So another factor, I'm sure. Another factor, you know, and uh, I don't even know if like Chris. I mean, Chris Nolan is definitely. I mean, I don't want to like talk too much about Oppenheimer, but uh, yeah, like yeah. Chris Nolan is certainly like a household name, probably the most popular modern director you know like working director today i'd probably say you know um because i don't even think people can name like the russo brothers by name you know marvel movie fans like could you really name like who the russo brothers are but christopher nolan is like a household name i feel like for just even like the most average movie goer yep yeah it's like oh it's a christopher nolan inception is the greatest movie of all time that's a christopher (laughs) nolan (laughs) <laughs> oh man 
Jeez, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I was also gonna say I, I felt bad for the patriarchy. You know, we lost out. Okay. <laughs> we lost. We lost we the lost war. It. We needed to be. We needed to beat Barbie this weekend. Um, yeah, but we did lost. you expect that? Did you think Barbie was gonna win over Oppenheimer in the box? I album? did. I figured kind of for the same reasons, and then I was just like, also just movie length too, because three hours for a movie about the creation of the atomic bomb is heavy stuff, man. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and I'm pretty stuff. sure it's triggering for some people. And yeah. I'm just comparing that to, the, like I said, the inclusivity of Barbie. I feel like everybody had like an actor. They were like, oh, my gosh, it's so-and-so. It's so-and-so. Yeah. So it was just like perfect for uh, for Barbie to win. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think – I felt like Barbie got a lot more – I mean, the people who were clamoring about like Oppenheimer are just like the people who think they're really – in. I mean – I don't want to be that guy, but like, think they're like super <laughs> into like you know like film, and they're like, oh, it's Chris Nolan, baby. I love Inception. <laughs> greatest movie of all time. Greatest movie of all time. Um, oh man, I do like Inception, but <laughs> greatest, not the greatest of all time. <laughs> I don't even think it's in his top five. Mm, just a Christopher Nolan's top five. Yeah, hot, and you're probably not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm doing. I'm doing the math in my head. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, so we'll see where Oppenheimer okay, yeah, lands. Okay. Yeah, no, you're. We'll we'll review. That we'll go. Soon. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. But I guess diving into the plot for Barbie, mm-hmm. we kind of get introduced to Barbie Land. It's this perfect world in which stereotypical Barbie, that yep. was what Margot Robbie is known as. Just goes about, you know, magically being lifted from bed to her feet. And she's on those, like, perfect tippy toes, just mm-hmm. like the real Barbie. And doesn't actually drink anything or eat anything. And gets raised and, like, put down in her car. And then we come across the beach scene in which there's a lonely Ken. He's not a lifeguard Ken. He's just beach, beach Ken. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Ryan Gosling. And... It's even said by the narrator that he only is, like, happy when Barbie sees him. So, right from the jump, did you feel bad for Ken, or were you just like, eh, it is what it is? I was like, oh, I know what this movie's going to be about now. Uh, okay. <laughs> He's only happy when Barbie sees scenes. him, and Barbie doesn't validate his existence. Mm, He's going to have an existential bad. crisis when he sh- eventually Barbie and Ken go into the real world, and he discovers that bad and he's gonna go down that arc. I was like, "That's that's all I needed to know to know that ah, direction." You were invested. I was in. I mean, I knew exactly what was gonna happen at that point. I was like, "I heard that." I'm like, "I know where this movie's going." Ah, <laughs> oh, there it is. There's the storyline. <laughs> There's the storyline. It's called. Uh, wow, I just lost the word for it. Barbie Land. Oh, I don't amazing know. action. Um. Nope. The. Uh, What's the word for uh, laying the foundation for what happens later? I cannot think of it right now. The way you just said that is now the only way I can think of that. (laughs) Foundation for the groundwork. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. It'll come. It'll come. It'll come. But uh, continue on. No, I was just like, so out of curiosity, because I was watching this and I was, I felt bad for Ryan Gosling because Mm -hmm. I know that's. Hard to pine for someone from a distance who doesn't even notice you. That got very... That was not a personal story. It just kind of went off. Sorry, viewers, our listeners. But uh, the question that begs to be answered is, why are there Kens in Barbie Land in the first place? If, like, there's no purpose for them. Because they're nice to look at. Come on. We need to objectify the Kens. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And do you think it was, like, a perfect reverse 
patriarchy in I, terms of yeah. looking at the real world versus I think it is supposed world. to kind of be uh, a reflective because I don't I mean, while yes the movie is a condemnation of the co- current modern day like patriarchal society I also don't think it's saying like we should do matriarchy at the same time because I'm pretty sure yeah. um, it, it, it's trying to like I think the movie was uh, saying this, like you know <laughs> neither are necessarily great and vo- voices need to be heard Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Dude, that was powerful, man. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. And so Ken is basically turned away by Barbie and he's just struggling. And Barbie's going about her, her everyday life only to find that on a night that should be celebratory standard dance party, she's thinking about death. And then mm-hmm. I guess the next day things are a little off and she ends up, what is it? She like falls into her car as opposed to being lifted and she discovers that she has cellulite. <laughs> and so, <laughs> which was super funny because I knew the second she pulled her, ah, there it is, cellulite. <laughs> and so she's directed to this weird Barbie who basically has to tell her what's going weird. on. Sorry we call you weird Barbie. <laughs> to your face, she's like, oh, it's fine. Uh, and freaking Kate McKinnon, I mean, you talk about up there for best uh <laughs> best characters definitely got to be weird barbie the fact that homegirl started out in a split in pretty much every scene and just was like <laughs> doing all kinds of like crazy stuff i was like okay that's why that's why she's here mm-hmm. she's the perfect person for this person for this role but she explains that essentially someone's out in the real world playing with barbie and a lot of their feelings thoughts emotions are being projected onto her which is ultimately why these things are happening to her and she'll have to go out into the real world and correct things. And that was kind of hard for me. Did you understand the concept of like Barbies having corresponding dolls out in the real world? Um, I kind of it like kind of made sense, I guess, that the like I like it, I didn't think about it until kind of that moment, I guess, and um, mm-hmm. that like almost maybe only like spiritually. I don't think their actions were portraying how people were necessarily like playing with their specific doll, maybe, but it was more like leaned into kind of the spiritual, um, maybe they connected like spiritually, like with the, the emotions of the person that was playing with them. So like when Barbie was starting to have like thoughts about like death and dreading like life and kind of having doubts about, you know, the positiveness and like basically losing that positive side of hers, all this kind of like magical or like uh, air around her started to kind of uh, evaporate her, her mood changes because she starts like having basically an existential crisis when all the Mm -hmm. rest of them kind of live in ignorant, blissful ignorance or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I was just statistically (laughs) mathing this. You're telling me ain't nobody out in the real world that exactly. has negative emotions yeah, while they're playing. I know, right? I like, but ah. like, it's because it's like it's kids, right? Kids are, you know, uh, you know, kids, you know, blissfully ignorant of the world, and you know, they should be. They're kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fine. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But it's because an adult that. started playing with the Barbie doll, so that's why she started having these like thoughts. Like, she just got trauma dumped by, you know. Uh, mm. You know, a 30-odd-year-old woman. Probably older than that. America Ferreira. <laughs> and I was... I didn't realize she was married until they showed the dad just sitting on the couch. I thought that she was just, like, a single mom. Um, yeah. But that was... 
that was that was interesting. And I will say before I forget, did you th- have a guess for what Weird Barbie was originally? Because you know, like they're all you have President Barbie. I think it's like journalist Barbie, stereotypical Barbie. Do you have a guess for what Weird Barbie was? No, I didn't. I didn't have a guess. I, mm, I was gonna say I don't know if there was ever a gymnastics Barbie, but I was like, maybe, uh, maybe there was. All the I don't time. know. I don't know. I'm not. I don't, I don't know the Mattel lore of Barbie, so okay. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not deeply. Ways. I don't know. I don't. I haven't read the ancient scripture. Ancient scripture <laughs> of Barbie. <laughs> and on the first day, the girl played with Barbie, and it was good. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it's apt yeah. because we we see like. The invention of Barbie in a 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah. to the very beginning, it's like when they was when they discover fire. Almost, <laughs> you know. Not, and I didn't realize historically that was actually how it went. A lot of times, uh, girls were playing with dolls, but the dolls were babies putting the girls in mother-like positions. And Barbie was kind of the first step away from that and allowing girls to play with you know adult women. Yeah. So I I learned something new over the course of the uh, intro of the movie. Got there. some trivia now lined up for Barbie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it goes, it coincides with Barbie's decision to then depart from Barbie Land and ultimately seek out the person who's playing with her corresponding doll, which puts her on a collision course with a, a young girl who's in high school, from what I was able to tell, mm. who immediately tears her apart the second Barbie introduces herself. What did you think of that? Because it was kind of like a modern take on the traditional Barbie, yeah. but from the perspective of, I guess, a, a young woman in this day and age. Yeah, it's a very, like, uh, um, it was. It was a very, like, kind of a tear down the, you know, current system take of, you know, Barbie and kind of how it like fits into like society, like really, really like strong, like, you know, girl power. I mean, it's not even that though. It was, uh, it was really just kind of like taking down like, you know, corporatism perhaps. And like, (laughs) um, it it was, I don't know. It was like, um, it was fine. I thought, you know, I'm sure some people were like eye rolling because, you know, people being hate, hated being uh, confronted, with uh topics like that all the time um yep but you know sometimes some like the people who don't want to hear it the at all are the ones who need to hear it the most so you're not wrong there buddy um, you're not wrong so there. you know like it, i didn't think it was like wrong like in the like that kind of like analysis i'm sure um you know i'm sure greta gerwig you know poured a little of her you know like you know herself into that little First monologue um yeah from um but you know it's it's a fair criticism that's kind of my takeaway what did you think about it no i mean it kind of hit on a lot of points that resonated with me (laughs) uh i did agree on in some regards and uh many of them and honestly after so long when she was still just going in on her (laughs) i asked myself the question how did mattel say you know what (laughs) Do it. I know. Let's, let's I know. How did Mattel like, be we'll like? You're good. Like, are we sure yeah, that we they got? Are we sure they have rights to this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did they just make this movie? It's like breaking news lawsuit being filed by Mattel. Mattel unhappy that Barbie un- was a Barbie movie was made and unlicensed <laughs> to Warner Dude, Brothers. 
I was wondering, I, I assumed that they had given the go-ahead, but I said, you know, this could definitely be... Maybe they gave them one script, and then they, they finalized another script, and that's ultimately what made it into the movie, so they didn't get much uh, saying that, but that was crazy. That was crazy. So that one was what went through my head, but simultaneously, I because think, in the movie... I think Mattel oh, was probably thinking, well, it's kind of set up to be like, she's annoying, kind of. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you know. you go. For the sake of the movie, we're not, uh, you know, condoning this uh, <laughs> ideology when it comes to our, our, our dolls. Uh, but in the movie, they had Mattel as a corporation, mm-hmm. and somehow they were privy to the fact that there was a Barbie land. It's like they knew, yeah. World. It's because Mattel yeah, created like, it. They are Disney in this <laughs> why did world. You say that. Like I don't know because they have like I don't know. I don't know. They're Disney. You, They're Vought. Is there like a magical Disney world somewhere out there? <laughs> With all the Disney characters, you know? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I think there's two locations. One in uh, Orlando, Florida. (laughs) The other one out in Los Angeles, California. (laughs) Yeah. Disneyland and Disney World. That's the portal. That's the portal. (laughs) The portal is there. We will find it. Along with Walt Disney's cryogenic I was going to say that exact same thing, dude. You beat me to the punch. The bottom of the Disney Um, castle. It's like, this is where the magic happens. (laughs) Oh man! But before I get too sidetracked, okay. Wait, why do you think they knew about the Barbie Land? I mean, and they also think... just casually had ghosts. Yeah, I don't really know why they knew. I just think like part of that is yeah, they casually had ghosts. It's because I think they was trying to like play on like that they created Barbie Land and were like well aware of its existence, and it like that somehow ties to the magic of like the Mattel Barbie dolls or whatever. And maybe they got other things because Mattel makes more than just Barbie. I'm pretty sure. But anyways, um, who was the babysitter they mentioned? Because that was real too. (laughs) It was like a babysitter doll. (laughs) Oh, oh, geez. Um, (laughs) she got in the real world. Yeah. It got got out. It just got out, which also (laughs) I thought it was funny that Mattel also allowed them to kind of them like be portrayed as like, I thought it was a really nice touch that everyone in that boardroom of directors were men. And I just thought it was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> the, the, so Barbara's like, where's your CEO? Right there. Where's your CFO? Right there. And she's going down the line. <laughs> I was like, oh, hate to see it. It was like, I, I can't believe Mattel allowed them themselves to be portrayed like that. But it's, um, you know, another fair little criticism of like, uh, you know, corporate America and or just, you know, earth and society um, yep. in general. Totally. Totally. And, yeah, that was... A lot of things were going through my head with that. And there was a moment, so... Barbie's out in the real world. Mm-hmm. Mattel becomes aware of the fact that she and Ken have escaped. They ultimately round her up. And they start trying to put her into a life-sized box. What did you think was gonna? Ha- what do you? What was going through your head as to what would happen oh, after that? I, I had. I figured that like, she or like, if she went into the box, that like she would, kind of be sent back to Barbie, where like it was like almost like a, she would like, kind of blink and like be in like a, almost like comatose way, and she'd wake up in like Barbie, or she gets like decommissioned or something. And they like take her out or Ooh. something like that. Either you way, mean, like, it was not a eat good. Her? Not not hurt, but like maybe just put them on the shelf, you know. That sounds a lot like murder to me. <laughs> <laughs> we're 
just put her on the shelf for a long like time. Like in Toy Story, she's... you know, when they were just in like Toy Story 2 and they were going to go be like antiques or something and they would just live on a shelf for the rest of their life. And like... Ah, that sounds so brutal. But yeah, okay. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I just, it seemed like the second that they wrapped her hands up somehow, some way, she wouldn't just be able to rip her, her hands out. And I was like, is this a magical kind of box that like does something to her? Mm-hmm. So that was that was going through my mind. Yeah, that was going through my mind. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know. I it was definitely sinister. Definitely sinister. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, and then Will Ferrell's just oh, almost got her. Like I was like, oh, oh, oh man. But simultaneously, while she's doing all of that, we have our friend Ken Beach Ken out and about in the real world. Learning about the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful sequence! But I want to hear your thoughts on that, Charlie. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. I was just like, "Oh boy, he's gonna go down. He's gonna be like insufferable, kind of like <laughs> he's gonna be like alpha male." Yeah, like in that yeah. scene in like Silicon Valley. Have you seen that show? No. Okay, so there's a scene when um, it's just like uh. Kumail Nanjiani's like character goes up to uh, uh, God, I can't remember the actor's name, um, but the main character Richard, uh, and he's just like, dude, just wa- Richard just watch this video, and uh, it'll just make you feel like, and it's just it's called like Alpha Male, and it's just like a slideshow of like heavy metal music of like the most random assortment of things like tigers, like and like. <laughs> cars like luxury cars beaches like swimsuit models and he's just like like and is this supposed to be like and it's like and this is gonna make me tough and kumail is just like lean over he's like fuck yeah (laughs) 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 it's like that's just kind of what i expected that like was gonna happen with ryan gosling's character at this point that he's just gonna like turn into that Like somebody (laughs) who screams around saying he's like an alpha male type of person the moment he was talking to that doctor and he said, can I be like a surgeon? And she said, no, you need a medical degree. And he's like, can I talk to a doctor? And she's like, I am a doctor. He's like, no, but like a man. There's a random guy walking. Exactly. There's a random guy walking. He's like, I'm going to go talk to him. I was like, oh, geez. Doctor. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's like a medical assistant, but you can give it the old college try. Who knows? Who knows? Like I am a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he also to the one guy who was saying, oh, the patriarchy is still very much real. Like we're, we're just hiding it better. Yeah. I said, no, not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, jeez. That whole, whole sequence had me rolling. I was cracking up and the mm-hmm. whole theater was. The woman who was sitting next to me was, I'm pretty sure, laughing the entire movie. It was <laughs> wild. <laughs> Dude, there was like uh-huh. there was like this group behind us that like when the movie started, they were just like, "Wow, wow!" They were just like, they they were like wooing that it was like starting. It was just like the oh. you know the logos of like the studios popping up, and they're just going, "Woo!" I'm like, "Shut up!" Like you're like, this is why I'm like, this is why I can't go to 11:30 p.m. showings on a Friday night <laughs> yeah. is because you have like the most drunk assholes just oh, woo girly. Dude. <laughs> we're weak, we're weak. <laughs> this is our second time today. <laughs> it's like, okay, congratulations. Congrats. Uh, let's just watch this. Let's just watch this movie here. Uh, but wait, how did Ken beat? So ultimately, Ken beats Barbie 
back to Barbie land. Mm. And during that time, I guess Barbie is united with America Ferreira and her daughter. Yeah. Who represents just a modern woman trying to make it in the world today. And her daughter who is, I don't even know, what are they? Gen, Gen Z is after us? I guess it's Jet. Well, yeah, Gen Z is after us, but I don't think that the daughter is a Gen Z or Gen Z is like is she beyond that. Yeah, dude, we're at like whoa. What do they uh, call them now? Um, I think it's no. Hold on, Gen uh, Z. Is it Gen? We can throw numbers out. Gen one, Gen two, uh, Gen Omega. Oh, maybe it is Gen Z. <laughs> Yeah, I know my I know my generation. I know my generations. <laughs> Devil took us down. Oh yeah, Gen Z is born between 1997 and 2012. I'm sorry, how did 97 get in there? Yeah, 97 has been Gen Z. So like, some of the people are like, some people say Gen Z is like 96 even. Ooh, very aggressive. Yeah, I'm like at the very tail end of Gen of millennial. Um, even though like what most millennials are like. You know, uh, like ten years older than me. <laughs> so, yeah, like when they talk about I like millennials in the millennial. news, they're talking about the millennials who are like thirty-five and trying to start a family. That scares me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm a millennial. A <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm in there too. <laughs> Don't forget about me. <laughs> Hold it down for ninety-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I consider myself a millennial, and this girl was a Gen, definitely a Gen Zer, because she was born between '97 and 2012. If it is to believe, be believed, that is the, the time range. So what are the so what is the last ten years? Little, What's their generation? Do we start over again? Is it Gen A? Do we say doom? <laughs> I'm telling you, just throw out Greek letters, just like Gen Beta, <laughs> Gen Gamma, <laughs> Gen Nobody Alpha. Will question it. Exactly. <laughs> just don't be Gen Omega because you're probably the end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but what was I saying? Insofar as the movie was concerned, see what I did there? Yeah. That's called a word filler. I had no idea what I was about to say. And even right now, I don't know what I'm about to say. It just keeps and going. It's finally back. <laughs> it just keeps going. It just keeps going. But no, so Ken beats Barbie back, mm-hmm. and Barbie's meeting this modern day woman and a Gen Zer who are basically, she's explaining to them what that would happen with her. And ultimately, we find out that America Ferreira was the one who was playing with her and that she had these feelings that ultimately were transferred over to Barbie, which are affecting her in Barbie land. And now I'm just going to ask you as, as a man who watched this, I guess what was like, what were your thoughts just going through this kind of the, the feminine lens was really kind of highlighted throughout this whole movie. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to know what your take was on it. Slash, did you learn anything new? No, I, I mean, I feel like I'm. I'm a pretty progressive guy, so I feel I feel like I um, kind of knew Ian, I, I, the sentiments shared about like you know the 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 feminist lens and like kind of down with the patriarchy or sentiments I've you know uh, been for in favor of you know um, so like I wasn't necessarily like uh, I was just like I was just watching the movie. Um, Ah, and okay. you know, I, was like, I, I wasn't. I didn't. I don't know if I, I could say I learned anything necessarily new, because um, I definitely mm. resonate or you know empathize um, with uh, you know 
women and like you know feminist movement and um so like i don't know but i am curious about like you know how other people kind of felt maybe people who haven't really been you know confronted with that so bluntly mm-hmm. so like i wonder no definitely. i felt like i feel like there's probably a decent amount of people even in my own theater who are probably uncomfortable uh, at certain points in that movie um and i'm sure many people who go into that not knowing this about the movie um which is hard if you're not like terminally online because if you're terminally online every like every conservative pundit is very upset about this movie but oh really <laughs> i have not been online um, <laughs> so, well um, you're saving yourself from mental illness so you're good okay <laughs> um my mind yeah yeah keeping it you know off the gutter that is the internet um but yeah so like if you don't if you or if you're not terminally online you go see this movie i'm sure there's like probably a lot of people who will get confronted with that but what about you palmer how did you how are your thoughts as like when this movie was like a very kind of blunt like very in your face about you know the the feminist kind of like lens and stuff I was literally about to just say, I'm a liberated man. I'm in touch with my emotions. <laughs> Whatever Ryan Gosling said, like, I, I know it's okay to cry. <laughs> uh, so I was kind of in, in your position. You know, I am fortunate enough to be in spaces in which I'm able to hear about some of the kind of hardships that, that women have to go through on, a, on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. Coupled with the fact that, you know, I, 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 like, I, my sister, like, kind of schooled me on this many a time before stepping into this theater. So... I did have that, but it's it's interesting, and I love the artistic medium just mm. as a whole because while you may internalize that outside, just kind of seeing that reflected in a film like this can sometimes make you draw new conclusions. Yeah. So I so appreciated the fresh take on that and how they kind of flipped it, flipped the script, and had the Barbie Land, which resembled kind of our our world, mm. and uh, just kind of showed like, oh yeah, like this kind of sucks for people who aren't necessarily in one particular group. So. Mm-hmm. I did did appreciate that part of the film. Yeah, no, I thought that was an interesting perspective, and I'm not sure that's the one a lot of people will walk away from. It's like I don't mm-hmm. think. What do you think the movie? One walk away with. I think a lot of people just probably walk away with, you know, uh, to put it very very plainly, patriarchy bad and girl power type, <laughs> girl power type movie. Um, Can I, you break it down a little bit more for me? I didn't quite understand. That. <laughs> um, you know, but I mean, that movie is has certainly those themes like this for sure you know girl power movie but at the same time i don't like it, the 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 barbie land is almost kind of like a you know a a portrait of the complete opposite of our world and like i think you're supposed to maybe pick up on that like it's supposed to kind of showcase um i don't think it's i feel like hypocrisy isn't the right word because i don't think that really fits um i think it's like as mentioned before i think it's just like yeah you know voices every voice from every group and every like class every social group you know should there should be efforts to be heard and like alienating any of them is like you know it it sucks for anyone in that group and it um you can kind of see like the decisions that um uh, you know can kind of be made like i think there was like the 
with like Ken's doing like their like Supreme Court and all that stuff. And I think at the end of the movie, <laughs> the Ken's get like a seat on the Supreme Court or something. Like it's like circuit court, circuit. Court. Oh, a cir- <laughs> yeah, circuit court, circuit courts. Because you know they can't, they can't like much like our real world, they can't just instantly uh, um, install someone's like, no, no, you got to work your way up. Yeah, in exactly. our in it's our system that we still yeah. control. Um, so yeah. like it's. Um, you know, it's certainly progress, but it's not like the you know the 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 outcome you maybe want to see. So, um, but like I, I think the movie was really just trying to showcase this is like, you know, our system. You know, either Barbie Land or you know the real world is not as is as far from perfect, in that like you know every group. You know, regardless of you know how you might feel about that group of people, uh, you know, deter- like it is deserving of um, a say in how they live their lives and how the you know, and that, yeah, basically that's that and how they live their own lives. So, is that what you think the core message of the movie was? Just I think so. I think so. I mean, I think when you kind of peel back the layers, I think that's what you'll get. Um, you know, I think the very surface level, I mean, yeah, I think the surface level interpretation is like girl power, but I think at the very core of the film, that's the message. Hmm. What, yeah. What do you I think? I could totally agree with yeah. that. No, I could, I could totally agree with that. I mm. think at the end of the day, like social hierarchy was kind of the, the thing that really boiled it down. Mm. And I loved the, <laughs> the like hoodie mm-hmm. that Canada at the end, I'm Canuck. And it's just kind of a matter <laughs> of finding your like place in the world. <laughs> And hopefully, like, you know, unencumbered by a specific uh, hierarchy or mm-hmm. societal norms. And I think that's what they were starting to adopt over in Barbie Land. And I would love to see, and, and it won't be, but, like, it revisited and just see, like, where Barbie Land ultimately ends up. Will it be, like, a perfect utopian society where the Kens and Barbies are equal and everybody's just having a good time and happy? Or will I just, I would love to see how that mm-hmm. society kind of evolved from there. I think that might hopefully shed some light on how we as a society can evolve. It evolves into ours. <laughs> <laughs> into this beautiful land we call the world. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, last question for me. Mm-hmm. Who do you think had more character development by the end of the movie? Barbie or Ken? Ooh. Yeah. Tough question. Because um, I feel like... And this might be my like issue with the film is that I think that the Ken story was more complete, mm-hmm. and Barbie's felt like the conclusion for uh, Margot Robbie's like Barbie like I, I felt like the rest of the Barbies like did they learn a lesson I I'm not sure I don't think it's yeah. made perfectly clear um, did and I don't really like understand why Margot Robbie's Barbie like is in the real world. I didn't, I didn't understand that like leap into like why, how, what, where do we, how do we get here? Um, this is like a problem with the movie. I think I had like, as mentioned kind of at the beginning of this episode is there was a lot of threads that they started and they really only ended up following one, but it felt like Margot Robbie's story was supposed to follow that thread with the, uh, with the with the, the 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 mother and the daughter and it just uh-huh. 
it but like for some reason that was not a thing or maybe even the mattel like that was supposed to all culminate in for her to do that decision um but it doesn't because i don't really understand her decision i i still ponder like why she goes back into the real world um i don't think it's made super clear i could be wrong i mean like i'm not sure i maybe i have to rewatch it but I felt like it, there was just something missing. Like there was like something from the mm-hmm. Mattel line, the storyline that like just seemed to be kind of forgotten about, or the uh, mother daughter thing. But what did you think about that? No, I was I was a little con- so I guess in terms of who had the greater amount of character development, it'd go to Ken. Mm-hmm. Just also just a super random aside. I, there was a moment when the Kens had brainwashed the Barbies and they had changed in kind of their, their physical makeup. Mm-hmm. And my man Simu Liu had like this like little red tint to his hair and kind of had like a nice little D-bag beard going. And I was like, yes, the patriarchy is here. <laughs> but, but, but um, in terms of that ending, I agree because Barbie expressly said early on that she and Ken essentially did not have genitalia. And it ends with her at the gynecologist. Yeah. And I was like, did she just grow stuff? No, I think it was supposed to be like a joke because, I don't know. I think it was supposed to be like a joke ultimately. But Okay. I think she's just like told to do that by someone without realizing what that was. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh, man, that would actually make a lot of sense. But she, to your point, the storyline, if you were to just follow just stereotypical Barbie, okay, I wake up, life is good, uh-oh, something's wrong, and death is a thing, and I'm going to go to the real world, I'm going to handle my business so that I'm I'm okay and get to go back to Barbie land, and then I go there and I realize, oh, wow, women have a lot of problems in the real world, but I still live in Barbie world, Barbie land, where everything is perfect for me, but at the end of the day, I want more than Barbie land, so I want to be able to die, so I'm going to go back to the real world to die. Yeah, my only understanding of, like, like it's a possible, but my also understanding is, like, maybe she's going to be, like, an activist or something, like, you know, trying to, like, champion more for, like, women's rights. So it's, like, the only interpretation, but the thing is, it's just, like, it seems a little up in the air. Yeah. Uh, with her kind of like conclusion of her story, it's just not clear, and I don't think they did. Uh, I don't think the movie did a good enough job, really building that up enough. Um, you know, I like, would agree. I, yeah. When I said it all like that, it makes sense, but I think they kind of needed to pull that through a little bit more. I, just, yeah. I think we were gone from Barbie too long for it to really mm-hmm. hit home, kind of what they were trying to. Yeah, say. I because I feel like they didn't really spend that much time out in the real world, and I also don't think nope. they spent enough time kind of having the Barbies being like self-reflective of like why the Kens were being the way that they were. Like they kind of just blamed yep. it on like the real world, but that's not even explicitly said. And even if yeah. that like I I wouldn't mind that direction. And that's how, and then like you lead into, that's why Margot Robbie's Barbie ends up going back into the real world to kind of like prevent that from happening or even trying to fix it. But ah, it's not even a consideration because it doesn't really seem like it's brought up. They're like, we just got to stop the Kens. There's not a lot of like self-reflection uh, on that. But um, so it just seemed to kind of like out of nowhere for me <laughs> at the end of the that's... movie. Very true. Also, there was this really pressing timeline in which the Kens were going to vote to change yep. the 
But I said, who cares about a timeline if it's just your world? It's not like you're locking anything in. You could change it any time. So, but to them, that is everything, you know. Okay, it's all about perspective, Palmer. It's all about perspective. Okay, all about perspective. (laughs) All about perspective. All right, that's fair. And I think this movie surprisingly had a lot more to it than I had. Oh, I agree. Thinking it would. I really just thought it was gonna be like a comedy, and it turned out to be a little bit more deeper. And like you know, kind of like a metaphysical kind of re- like uh, adventure. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate the stab at that, and I think that Barbie is a unique medium in which to explore those ideas. Yeah. Too. No, absolutely. I think it was a really character. interesting vessel to. Yes, I don't know if there's going to be a sequel, but I don't uh, think it needs a sequel. But I don't think so either. I yeah. think it's a. One and done. Yeah, exactly. It's a complete story. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, those were all my thoughts around Barbie, but I don't know if no. I think I think we covered off on everything. Um, pretty good. About like an hour on this episode. Yeah. So a lot to talk about, I guess. A lot to talk about. Come on, Barbie. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all you got on Palmer. Well, uh, I think we can wrap it up here, and uh, want to thank everybody so much for listening. This has been the What You Got podcast. Uh, we're your host, Charlie Bud. Join with me as always is the fantastic Jordan Palmer. Uh, you can catch our episodes every Monday evening. We're late this week. Apologies. Next week, we're going to talk about Oppenheimer. Uh, hopefully, if I can get a ticket, we will you know, hopefully have that episode out for you soon. Um, we do have social media, so please hit us up on social media. Let us know what your thoughts are on a Barbie. And also you can follow us for whenever we post episodes. So you're always up to date. Make sure you follow us wherever you listen to your podcast or wherever you listen to this podcast. So you also get alerted and uh, Palmer, why don't you plug them where they can find us on social media? I will plug the people gladly there, bud. you can find us on Instagram at what you got podcast, what you spell W H A T C H A or on Twitter at what you got cast, what you spell the same way. And until next time, everyone, catch you all later.